Every day, during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street has been spending 10 minutes talking to readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they've been reading and how they've been dealing with these strange and difficult times. Today, I am joined by one of my very, very favorite writers, World Fantasy Award and Philip K. Dick Award winner, James P. Blaylock, who joins me from Southern California. Hello, Jim. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm glad to be uh, chatting on the air like this. (laughs) <laughs> it is, I am well. I mean, I'm, I'm living in a happy little bubble where the world is slowly returning to normal, so I feel insanely privileged. How about you? How, how's the world in, in Orange County? Well, it's um, just about as um, dire at the moment as it's been since um, the end of February. So I've got my fingers crossed that we'll all come to our senses and everything will be fine. Do you? Let me ask you, how are you sort of coping with it with, with these times how, how are you finding yourself able to to read to work to focus you know i actually am um i i've been um i tend to work in the morning i usually go outside to uh, my exterior office at about five o'clock and um i finished up a book this summer and i've written a couple of essays and i've taken notes for a new book and so the the work is coming along knock on wood pretty well. That is if the book manages to sell, which is <laughs> another question. These are strange times. These are strange times. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, are, are you reading and, you know, sort of what are you reading at the moment? And critically, is it any good? Well, yes. Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm, I guess the downside is that I'm not hip enough to be reading a bunch of uh, fancy new stuff. Um, yeah. Also, my wife and I both like to read crime novels. So we're kind of we're kind of switching back and forth that she reads the book and then gives it to me to read and vice versa. And mm-hmm. so we're both always uh, at the edge of spoiling things for each other. <laughs> I, I've got a couple of books here. I've read quite recently. One of them is um, a book that's been around for a while by Elizabeth hand, who's a hell of a writer. Um, and it's a thing called generation loss, yep. uh, which uh, maybe, yeah, I'm kind of late coming to. Lou Shiner recommended it to me. Really enjoyed it. And um, I got a. I was looking at Facebook posts, and there was a. Um, there was a recommendation from Jeff Ford um, for a book by John Gardner called Freddie's Book, which is just weird as it can conceivably be and has an exceedingly weird cover. I like weird covers. Um, And it turned out to be um, a real fun book, although I'm not sure it's finished. I think it's kind of finished by implication. And I don't know, sometimes that kind of runs against the grain for me. Mm -hmm. Currently, uh, I'm about to start um, a crime novel by um, a New York Times bestselling author named Laura Lippman, uh, whose books I I sort of like. Um, yeah, uh, Vicky's finishing one up, and we're gonna we're gonna swap, and we'll see. The jury's not in on that yet. And um, I'm finishing up um, all of the Easy Rollins mysteries written by Walter Mosley, who I just think is a dynamite writer. Yeah, um, right. And this one, the well, recent one that I read is a thing called Gone Fishing, which um, actually takes place early in the life of of our protagonist. Um, and I sort of read out of order. 
but I've got one more of those to read, and then I'm out of Walter Mosley. I got one more Tony Hillerman to read, and then I'm out of Tony Hillerman. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go on AB uh, books and start, I don't know, pounding the pavement. And as long Do you as find that? Yeah. Uh, as long as I'm on a subject, I'm going to plug a book that a, a good pal of mine just wrote. Uh, and if any of the the listeners out there like books, uh, crime novels set in um, Los Angeles, it's a thing called City of Fallen Angels, and it's written by my friend Paul Buchanan, and it's a hell of a book. Um, yeah. I think there will be more in this particular series. Anyway, that that kind of covers last week. Last week. Well, I was going to say, I mean, uh, obviously, you're, well, from what you're recommending, that you're, you read a lot of crime novels. Is there a particular attraction, actually, at this sort of time, in reading something where even when things go wrong, it you know it's going to come to some kind of structured conclusion? You know, maybe there is. Maybe I'm, I'm um, fond of structured conclusions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although you know a lot of my my recent books, especially the steampunk stuff that I've written, has has had mystery slash crime elements. Um, I think I I really enjoy plotting things. And uh, although my most recent book, which is uh, has just been sent off to my agent, is um, has a fantastic element to it. It's also a crime novel. Um, awesome. And we'll see where that ends up. So you've been reading uh, crime novels. I've been asking sort of people sort of given that these are weird times that people are being shut in, they don't have time, some people are anxious and everything else. Do you think it is a good time to turn to to comfort reading, to challenging reading, or do you just do you think readers should just be going where they will and is is there st- work that you look back on now that you would recommend as being good to read now? Well, yes, um I actually am reading some other things, but they're I, I'm, they're monumentally dull unless you're a fan. Um, things that I'm pulling out of my library, just so that when people ask me if I've read all these books, I can say no, but I've read some of them. <laughs> uh, one is a, a kind of a long essay or a book of essays written a couple hundred years ago by one of my favorite um Essayist, a guy named Alexander Smith. It's called Dream Thorpe. Um, I'm also reading a book that he wrote called A Summer in Sky. Um, I'm thinking of going back and rereading the Nancy Mitford novels. And also, um, I dabble every summer with a, making an attempt to reread the Pickwick Papers, which I'm really fond of. And I end up, you know, going through it reading this chapter and that chapter and giggling and putting it up and forgetting about it until, you know, the following summer. Yeah. So let me ask you, sort of, you've been reading, you've working, you're saying you've finished a new, a new novel, which sounds intriguing. What can I ask you? What do you have out in the world at the moment? What can you know, readers who would like to you know, catch up with James Blaylock go looking for? Well, um, there is a book. I wrote a book that uh, a steampunk novel called the goblin society goblin spelled with two b's and uh, an apostrophe on the end um i won't give away the nature of the book but maybe it's in the title um and that one got some uh some nice reviews if somebody was you know dying to read a 
one of my steampunk books. It's probably as good as any that I've ever written. At least I think it is. Uncle, I, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've been landing some essays at various magazines. Uh, really enjoy that. Looking forward someday of, to collecting them in one place. None of them have anything to do with uh, science fiction or fantasy, although there's some essays that have to do with books and sure. and the possums in the backyard and that kind of thing. It seems to me that sort of between the books you've been publishing with Titan and the books you've been publishing with Subterranean, they've been pulling you back to – uh, you know the the steampunk work that began, you know, back in the late eighties with Homunculus. Do you still find that intriguing and interesting to work in? And what I mean, what is it that draws you back? You know, I think I'm drawn back by the fact that I've got this bucket of characters now, all of whom seem to be clamoring to have their stories told. I also love the language. Um, I've never really fallen out of. Uh, my passion for 19th century novels and for trying to replicate some elements of them. Um, another thing that's wonderful is um, I have a lot of fun spending, let's say, a year or a year and a half in that particular variety of made-up world. Yeah. And um, I don't know that anybody gets rich writing steampunk. In fact, I'm pretty sure nobody does. <laughs> um, and certainly my agent would agree with me. Um, but you know, I'm about to turn 70 years old and part of me just wants to write what is the most enjoyable thing I can write at the moment. Um, that being said, my most recent novel is set in, um, this wonderful city where I live. It's entirely contemporary. It's the first book I've written. That's got cell phones and computers in it. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm back. I guess I was going to, part of the reason I ask is because when I look back across your career, you know, there's that start in, you know, the early novels, then homunculus. And then you, you know, you, you wrote this, I guess what Pacific coasts set of books, you know, the last coin, the paper grail, all the bells on earth, the rainy season, and then came back to, um, to, uh, steampunk is, is the new book more in, in, in step with th those sort of middle period books or is it a whole new thing for you? No, well, it's new in a sense. Um, yeah, but if uh, but I, I think if a reviewer were to, to be putting my books into buckets, it has much more in common with those with those middle period books. In that, I'm back to my own neighborhood, basically writing what I know. I suppose I would say rather than inventing from the whole cloth. Yeah. And so that that's out with agents now. And of course the Goblin Society is out in the world now, so it can be obtained wherever sort of good 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 bookstores exist. Yeah, um, and it, it sounds like it's been a, a, a good and productive time. And I honestly have to say, I'm very, very eager to, to, to see the crime novel. Uh, I recommend the Goblin Society to everybody who's listening. And for the moment, I want to thank you, James Blaylock, for so much for making time to talk to me today. Well, thank you for letting me yap on the air. I, it's really a nice little getaway, even though it was brief. <laughs>